we would like to welcome you to Getting in the Word with Pastor Stuart Guthrie. Pastor Stuart is the teaching pastor of Family Bible Fellowship in Early Branch, South Carolina. We hope that you will join us as we begin Getting in the Word. Here is Pastor Stuart. Hey guys, it's Pastor Stuart Guthrie. I hope you're doing well today and I hope you're encouraged. I want to take just a moment and do a devotion with you. If you have your Bibles, if you will, turn to Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. I've entitled this message, Only God Could Have Planned That. You ever been in those situations and circumstances in your own life in which something magnificent happens and you say, wow, only God could have planned that? Well, maybe those situations many times find themselves in our path when times are most difficult, uh, that only then God can be glorified and honored through the most challenging circumstances of life. Well, here in Exodus chapter 2, we see this very same thing unfold. Uh, When Pharaoh has been trying to kill all of the baby boys, we were reminded in Exodus 1, 22, when it says, Pharaoh commanded all the people, saying, Every son who is born you are to cast into the Nile, and every daughter you are to keep alive. I believe that we can all agree that this was a a very tragic time, a very devastating circumstance for which these families find themselves in. And these are the kind of situations, though, really, that God in His sovereignty can show up and do amazing things that ultimately He will only be glorified by. And, 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 And literally, we sit back and go, wow, only God could have planned that. As we come to Exodus chapter 2, verse 1, we learn of a Levi, man and woman. Uh, they marry one another and they have a child. And this child, this baby boy, is born during the time in which Pharaoh is having all these children destroyed by throwing them into the Nile. Now this mother, she doesn't follow the instructions of Pharaoh, and she rather hides the baby for three months to protect him from death. And I think this is a great time to reflect on our nation and how we've become a people who are intolerant to children. They've become a burden rather than understanding him as God calls them a blessing. This woman though, however, does everything in her power to protect this child. We need more people like that in our day. Her desire was to protect. Why? Because they were a blessing. They are still a blessing from God. And so it comes about when the time is up and she no longer is able to hide him anymore that she gets this wicker basket and she places this child in this wicker basket. And I want to pause here because the the English word that we render from the Hebrew is basket. But the same Hebrew word is used previously when Noah and the flood came about. The, 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 The Hebrew word is considered the same as an ark. I believe what we see here is a beautiful picture of God's sovereign, working uh, desire to deliver this young boy, just as He did Noah and those in the ark, because God had a plan for Noah. And God has a plan for this young man, a mighty purpose uh, that, that only God can be glorified from. So the story continues when the mother had put the baby in this floating ark to design to 
protect him from drowning in the Nile. We are told that the, the baby's sister stood at a distance and watched what was happening to her baby brother. I mean, could you imagine that sheer pain that that baby, that young girl must have felt? The mother must have felt as they watched their child sitting in a basket in the reeds in the Nile River. But we can see in the midst of this horrific situation, a gracious God at work accomplishing His plan of redemption. And as we approach verse 5, the daughter of Pharaoh comes down to the Nile to take a bath there, and she sees among the reeds this basket. And so she sends out her maid to go get it and retrieve it. And when she brings it back, she looks inside, and the Bible says that she was pitiful. She pitied the child. Why? Because it was a baby. And undeniably, she knows that it's a Hebrew baby. And for her to save this baby, listen, would have gone against the very instructions of Pharaoh, her, her father. Uh, the sister by this time has been watching Pharaoh's daughter as she's taking, uh, looking, taking the baby out. She's watching her. And we're told that uh, she goes to the Pharaoh's daughter and says, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you? Isn't God good? I mean, here we're told that Pharaoh's daughter says, yes, go ahead. And the baby goes and calls the child's mother. And at this point in the story, we ought to all be going, listen, only God could have planned that. Listen, th- th- this is, this is, there's stuff happening here that's beyond the immediate context and, and reason behind delivering this baby. What we see is the goodness of God. The sovereignty of God, the promise-keeping reality of God as He unfolds His redemptive plan. This child has been delivered by the very one, His daughter, of who planned to kill Him. God does not only deliver the child, but He protects the child. And God provides for the baby and for His mother. Only God could have planned that. Listen, Pharaoh's strategy is undone from within his own household. In fact, his own treasury inadvertently pays for the nursing and the upbringing of this child who ends up leading Israel. The very uh, action that Pharaoh wanted to prevent that we see in Exodus 1.10. And as we come to Exodus chapter 2, verse 10, we are told that the child grew And she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became the son of the daughter of Pharaoh. Wow! Of the one whom God uses to bring about the very plagues to Pharaoh. The one whom God chooses to save through this image of the ark to deliver his people out of bondage is the one that becomes the grandson to Pharaoh. Listen, only God could have planned that. God is always in the business of planning things we can't see. The Bible says in Psalm 51, 5 that we are all sinners. The Bible says that the wages of sin are death in Romans 6, 23. The Bible says that there is none righteous, no, not even one in Romans 3, 10. And the Bible says that, listen, no one seeks after God. No, not even you. 
You see, the reality is this. We have a great dilemma. And Isaiah 59, 2 spells it out very clearly. It says, uh, our sins have made a separation between us and God. When God created humanity, created them perfectly. But when sin came into the world and Adam and Eve, there was a broken relationship. And you and me, we're all born into that sin, into that broken relationship. And there is a separation between us and God, Isaiah 59, 2 says. And with man... Listen, it's impossible to reestablish this broken relationship that has been broken between God and us. God, because of His ability, takes the initiative. Because of our inability, He gets to work. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us, it says in 1 John 4.10, and sent His Son, Jesus Christ. Christ is the solution to man's broken relationship with God. It's through Him alone that you can have forgiveness. It's God who provides uh, for salvation through Jesus Christ, His Son. We are sinful. We are separated from God. And we are in an impossible situation, just like that child afloat in that ark, in that basket. An impossible situation. God swoops down and He makes a way for that child to be delivered, to be brought up. You and I are floating in an impossible ark and God swoops down and in an impossible way through the work of His Son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. No works, no abilities, no effort on your part. Listen, we'll reestablish this broken relationship with God. No, the Bible says you must believe in Christ. You must put your faith in Christ. And so I ask you today, have you put your faith in Christ? In the person and the work of Jesus? Because the Bible says you are only saved by the Lord Jesus Christ through faith in Him. And when you're saved, all you can do is sit back and go, only God could have planned that. Only God could have sent His Son to this earth, to live a perfect life, to die on our behalf, to rise again on the third day, and to send up to the right hand of the Father where He intercedes on our behalf, that you might have life if you do one thing. Believe in Christ, in the work of Jesus Christ. God bless you. I pray you have a wonderful day. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you. We want to thank you for joining us on our program today. We pray that you are challenged, encouraged, and hope that you will stay connected with us for the weeks to come. Thanks again for being with us, and have a great week.